Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Are You a Fan? If you like the episode, give us a like, share, and even a follow. So, question for the audience and you, Joker. What's up? If you could have the ability to break the fourth wall of our reality, but you could possibly make slight changes depending on who's on the other side and what they're if they're paying attention, would you? Oh heck yeah! <laughs> you know, just makes me think of like Deadpool or like the SpongeBob episode when he gets a hold of the pencil. Oh god! Like, just yeah. being able to just be having the ability to slightly change things would be so much fun, right? Yeah. Like maybe nothing major in that, but just like come to a bridge and just be like, hey, uh, why is there no bridge here? Or come to a gap in that and just be like, uh, like what? Nobody decided to put a bridge here, and just a pencil just comes from the heavens. <laughs> That would be awesome. So that brings us into this week's episode. We are covering She-Hulk. Yeah, so we're, we're a little late on it, but yeah, a little late. But uh, hey, there are, we're only a few episodes in on the on the TV show. Okay, let's get into it. So let's cover real world first, as always. So She-Hulk, also known as Jennifer Walters, is a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics, created by writer Stan Lee and artist John. Buscemi? Buscemi. She first appeared in the Savage She-Hulk issue number one, cover dated February 1980. So, not too old, but like decently old character. She was only 11 years older than us. Yeah, about, yeah. Exactly, almost. That's not too bad. So, Walters is a lawyer who, after an injury, would receive an emergency blood transfusion from her cousin, Bruce Banner, and acquired a milder version of his whole condition. As such, Walters becomes a large, powerful, green-hued version of herself. Unlike Banner, though, she largely, re- largely retains her personality, in particular, the majority of her intelligence and emotional control. Which definitely makes her a very big difference until you get, like, the smart Hulk oh, yeah. that goes on. Huge, like, huge difference, uh... Like, major difference. I think the only reason in the comics, like, she's known to be weaker than the Hulk is because the whole thing that fuels their power is the rage. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, unbridled rage versus a person who has that pretty well under control. There's going to be a huge difference. Oh, definitely. So, She-Hulk was created by Stan Lee, who wrote only the first issue. Oh, that's interesting. And was the last character he created for Marvel Comics until his return to comics with uh, Ravage in two uh, or Ravage 2099 in 1992. Oh, I actually didn't know that. So it was interesting that he basically took 12 years off. Yeah. Wow. Just a weird thing to think about with Stan Lee. Never really knew the man did take time off like that, right? Huh. That's kind of cool, though. So the reason behind the character's creation had to do with the success of the uh, Incredible Hulk from 1977 to 1982 and the Bionic Woman television series. Uh, That makes sense. I I see see how those two play into each other to create her. So Marvel was afraid that the show's executives might suddenly introduce a female version of the Hulk. As, a, as producer Kenneth Johnson had already done with the $6 million man. So Marvel decided to publish their own version of such a character to make sure that if a similar one showed up in the television series, Marvel would own the rights. Smart. 
I mean, it really is. And knowing that someone's already done something similar, it's like, we're going to beat you to the punch. Yeah, I had heard from somewhere that, like, there were talks where they wanted to introduce, like, because of the Bioc woman. They were like, yeah. maybe we should do that. And Marvel caught wind, and they're like, we got to make one first. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> so all but the first issue of the Sa- Savage She-Hulk were written by Dave Anthony Kraft uh, and penciled by M- Mike Vosberg. And most issues were inked by Frank Springer. Vosberg later remarked, The oddest thing about the book was that Frank drew really beautiful women. I drew really beautiful women. And yet, the She-Hulk was never overly attractive. Which is nothing wrong with that. Because we don't need them all to be that stylized. Exactly. The Savage She-Hulk series lasted until 1982, where it ended with issue number 25. March 1982. Oh, wow, that is a... I mean, that's a lot of comics. That is a short run, I feel. I was. This is only two years. Yeah. She-Hulk then made guest appearances in other characters' books. Her earliest guest-starring adventure followed no specific storyline besides her reoccurring bad luck with uh, automobiles. I feel like I'm going to have to read these comics now because that sounds hilarious. Right. So, She-Hulk would become a member of the Avengers in Avengers issue uh, 221, July of 1982. Her early Avengers appearances continued the running gag about her car troubles. Uh, She-Hulk had also made an occasional guest appearance in The Incredible Hulk. Her appearance in the Avengers 233 in July of 1983 would be drawn by John Byrne. Go on that. Go on with that. Uh, who would later become strongly associated with the character. Well, that's kind of cool. Uh... So, at the conclusion of the first Secret Wars miniseries, She-Hulk joins the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, issue number 265, April 1984. I think I remember when she... Ju- I, I remember those those comics when yeah, she was in she, there. Yeah, she kind of jumped around, to be she honest. She does join a lot of teams. Yeah, you're serial monogamous. She got a serial team player. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, She-Hulk uh, regained a solo series in 1989, the sensational She-Hulk. Maintaining the 1985 graphic novel's title, uh, the sensational She-Hulk ran for 60 issues. One through eight, 31 through 46, and 48 through 50 were written and drawn by Byrne. Uh, Byrne's She-Hulk stories satirized comic books and introduced She-Hulk's awareness that she is a comic book character. Which, yep, folks, uh, she beat Deadpool to the punch. She's kind of the original uh, fourth wall breaker. I mean, I guess besides Bugs Bunny, I think would be the very original. Yeah. (laughs) So, two issues tested the limits of the comics code. Ah, there's that comics code that we all love bringing up. Okay, so issue number 34 makes references to the 1991 Vanity Fair cover in which actress Demi Moore appeared nude and pregnant. She-Hulk's version has her holding a green beach ball to imitate Moore's pregnancy. I have seen that image. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that was a parrot. That's kind of cool. No, now. So in issue number 40, She-Hulk is depicted jumping rope, apparently in the nude with her breasts and uh, genital area covered by blur lines. The cover of the same issue shows her covering herself with a form sporting the lines approved. Comics code. <laughs> The uh, uh, So other writers to contribute to this series included Steve Gerber, Simon Furman, and Peter David. I know Peter David, yeah. 
these are not small names. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> and also, I love. I just love their little like, 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 hey, comics code right here. <laughs> Basically, that's all they did. So during the sensational She-Hulk, the character continued making numerous guest appearances. In 1990, She-Hulk would appear in the two-issue limited series She-Hulk Ceremony. Hmm. A lot of guest appearances. We've had, we've covered a few characters though that where that's their one of their oh, main yeah. shticks. That, that's so. pretty much her main shtick. <laughs> that. Which I mean, being a lawyer character, there's so many guest appearances you could have her make throughout oh, yeah, the comics. Like a Deadpool. Yeah. Or not Deadpool, uh, Daredevil. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he does the same thing. So the sensational She-Hulk ran until issue number 60, February 1994, making it the longest-running solo title of any Marvel superheroine up to that point. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. After the cancellation of She-Hulk's second solo series, she continued making backup, one-shot, and team appearances in Fantastic Four starting with issue number 13 in November 1995. The 1996 miniseries Doc Sampson, issue 1 through 4, uh, January, a, uh, January through April 1996, Heroes for Hire, issue number 8 through issue number 19, well, that's actually a decent run in that one. Yeah. Uh, wonder if she wonder if she was their lawyer, knowing those those shenanigans they get into. Uh, but yeah, that, that was from Feb, uh, from February 1998 through the series final in January 1999. The at the uh, the Avengers, her next major appearance was in the May 2002 one shot title Thing and She Hulk: The Long Night. Hmm. She's been a lot of titles. <laughs> she really hasn't. I definitely feel like the way her character's built, that's what it's best for. Oh. And just fits the role perfectly. Very much so. And anytime I've seen her show up in most most things that I've read in that, she always does a... She's an amazing character to have in there. Oh, definitely. Now we're breaking into the in-universe, so let's break the fourth wall and see what she's up to. So in her early life, uh, Jennifer Sue Walters was born in Los Angeles, California to Sheriff Morris Walters and Elaine Banner Walters. Although also the cousin of Bruce Banner, Jen would spend hours in, her, in the public library reading books with him and sometimes evening hiding at uh, closing time to spend the night there in order to help Bruce escape from his father's abuse. At first, that started out really kind of cute because it seems like something she would do just to hide in the library and then it just got really dark. It did, <laughs> it did, and... Uh... One of these days we'll do an episode on the Hulk and that. Yeah, he had a rough childhood, and she definitely, I believe, helped probably helped out a lot. Who didn't though? All these heroes have a rough childhood of some oh, form. Yeah, <laughs> true. So when she was younger, Jen wanted to become a dancer, something which her father didn't approve of. Of course, sheriff's daughter and all. One day, while her mother was driving with some friends to see one of her recitals, she was hit by a car and killed. An event that further distanced Jen from her father. And see, rough childhood. Yeah, right there. <laughs> One of the parents is down. Parent down. Parent down. I was just thinking that. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Oh, we're going to hell. <laughs> we are. So turning her attention to school, Jen was accepted to Harvard University and also attended UCLA, where she got her law degree, summa cum laude. Which, yeah, she is, like, the, besides Daredevil, Matt Murdock, she is the, like, primary lawyer in oh, the yeah. superhero-verse. Honestly, they're kind of 
the only two, I think, that are superheroes. I'm actually pretty sure you're right on that. Holy cow. We might have to look into that later. Okay, so uh, let's get into Blood Transfusion, how she became the She-Hulk. While working as a lawyer in L.A., Jen was visited by her cousin, Bruce, who she hadn't seen in years. He revealed to her that he had become the Hulk, and Jen invited invited him home so they could talk about it. Always being the level-headed one, of course. No, makes sense. So, however, on their way there, agents of Nicholas Trask, the crime boss who had killed Jen's mother years before, shot and seriously wounded her. She had been defending a gangster who had been uh, double-crossed by Trask, and she had uh, spread the rumor that she had evidence to incriminate Trask, which led to his uh, retaliation. Oh, wow. So this is a long-standing feud with this family and this gangster. Wow. Apparently there was some stuff going on with with her mom that they didn't uh, feel like telling the audience apparently (laughs) dang well daughter's back to finish the job okay so bruce fended off the attackers and then broke into the doctor's office to treat her realizing jennifer was going to die bruce gave her a transfusion of his own blood as there were no other supplies available i i mean that's a man that is a risky call it's one of those like yeah technically i we like if i have if they have the same blood type and their cousins like he's the perfect match oh yeah but unfortunately he's got a little contamination going on just a bit so jen would die but thanks to the transfusion she was thrown into the below place where she was able to enter the metaphysical green door and come back to life Oh, the green, yes, the below plate. That's actually the entire, like, kind of the entire basis of why Hulk exists. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know that mm. she went through that, too. I just thought it was just a mutation that happened. Okay, that's cool to find out. So, after she stabilized, he had her admitted to a local hospital. However, this came to the attention of the police, who considered Bruce a suspect in Jennifer's attack. And Bruce changed into the Hulk to flee. Because, I mean, what do you do at that point? <laughs> you, you get out of there. Because I believe this is also pretty, like, mid or earlier slash mid in Hulk, in Hulk and Bruce's life and that, where, like, yeah, he does not know how to control that. He's been yeah. on the run from the government. God forbid the general finds out he's being held there. Exactly. That's probably why he changed and ran. I don't blame him. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Trask's thugs attempted a second hit on Jennifer, causing the gamma radiation particles in the transfused blood to activate. Turning her skin green and increasing her size to well over six feet. Dubbed She-Hulk by one of the goons, Jen trapped them for the police to find. With the emergency over, she reverted to her normal size and strength, successfully keeping her identity secret. From then on, She-Hulk w- would handle whatever Jennifer Walters could not. Because, you know, why not if you have a six-foot version of yourself that can handle anything? And that you're actually kind of in control of? You know, I think I'd be okay with not having the full strength of the Hulk if I could even just have hers. Yeah, like, if, <laughs> honestly, that seems kind of the best of both worlds. Like, yeah. And that and I've even seen in some issues of her comics, she can willingly switch. Oh, yeah, that, that's definitely the big difference between her and, and Bruce is, yeah, she has, like, full control over her ability to change. Yeah, which, yeah, even Bruce, when he even becomes Smart Hulk, even in the comics, he can't switch back and forth. Yeah. Okay, so Savage She-Hulk. Let's get into this. Uh, Trask tried to kill Jen again, but mistook her for her best friend Jill and ended up killing her instead. 
To protect Jen, however, the public was led to believe that she had truly died, and She-Hulk was, was reported as the killer. Oof. Man, that just, like, man, Hulks just get a bad rep. I mean, unfortunately, I think she was she was just, you know, never going to have a good rep because of her cousin, who kind of already ruined that being the Hulk. And uh, Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. So, enraged, Jen went after Trask in her She-Hulk form. But Trask had kidnapped her father and convinced him to face the monster that he had quote-unquote killed his daughter using advanced weaponry. During the fight, however, She-Hulk noticed that the weapon her father was using was rigged to explode and kill both of them, which was all part of Trask's plan. So she threw him aside before it exploded, saving him. Yeah, nothing like having to save your dad's life in your superhero form. Right? Also, I mean, not really that big of a risk knowing the Hulk's healing factors. And that's so hopefully she's okay. Let's find out. As Jen's survival was made public, Trask contracted a massive earth burrowing device called the Silver Serpent. Wow, I can't get more comic boogie than that. Right. <laughs> he planned to drain ro uh, Roxon Oil Dry, allowing him to buy out the company. She-Hulk investigated and discovered the machine. But during the fight, the drill malfunctioned and continued to go deeper into the earth with Trask inside, resulting in his demise. I mean... it has got to be a horrible way to go. It's got to be terrible. <laughs> like, either you go so deep you start to heat up and just cook yourself, or Which is it's... probably what happened. <laughs> yep, or it <laughs> malfunctions at some point and just stops drilling, and they're just like, ah, he's... He keeps going. He'll die, die eventually, and you're just trapped in there to suffocate. Yeah, I'd rather uh, just... Honestly, I don't know which I'd rather... I think I'd rather suffocate. Because heating up to that point, that's not going to be a quick death. No, but I'll, you, I'll take the suffocation. I don't know. Either one, I think you'd pass out before you truly... I guess... I think it depends on which one you pass out quicker from. Pro... I feel like being just the uncomfortableness getting to the passing out, though, as you get closer to heating up, mm. I'd rather just pass out and suffocate. Fair, fair. As long as you're high enough up, you're not getting too hot. True, true. <laughs> so even with Trask gone, Jen's life did not exactly slow down, but she also found some happiness, namely in her relationships with Richard Roy, Zapper, and also with her father once he learned of her She-Hulk identity. You know, of course, because, you know, the abusive father's like, oh, hey, you're a superhero now? We're cool. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, come around while I'm famous now. <laughs> All right, so superhero teams. After a brief solo career during which she met Hellcat, Jen grew comfortable with her Hulk form. When she was asked by uh, Janet Van Dyne to join the Avengers, she gladly accepted, and the two became great friends. With this new job as a superhero, she quit being a lawyer. Which, I mean, you know, why not? <laughs> well, at that point, you don't have time to be a lawyer. True, true. Because just knowing I, what I know about being a lawyer, like, you have a lot of time you have to dedicate to, like, research and other stuff outside of the court. You wouldn't have time to do that as a superhero. 100% true, but it is also just nice to have that lawyer background, though, because oh, yeah. you have to defend yourself. Oh, yeah. Which... <laughs> I know she uses. I know the rest of the team takes advantage of. Oh, yeah. There's a few characters that utilize that. Oh, yeah. I did nothing. So as part of the team, she met and had a wood night stand with Star Fox. Later, she was transported to Battleworld by the Beyonder, where she took place in the first Secret Wars, 
most notable to Jen for her first confrontation with the newly empowered Titania. Ah, uh, the Secret Wars. I hear rumor we're going to possibly get that in the MCU, and I'd be down. So she temporarily replaced the Thing in the Fantastic Four after the war on Battleworld and was granted detached membership status with the Avengers upon joining the Fantastic Four. That would make sense. Uh, yeah, she definitely moves around teams in that. Speaking of hooking up with a teammate, she has hooked up with several characters within the MCU or not MCU, but in the comics universe to a point where even Wolverine at one point she tries to hit on him and Wolverine's like, I'm not taking Juggernaut sloppy seconds. <laughs> and she's like, I never slept with Juggernaut. And he's like, not what I heard. <laughs> That's pretty bad when Wolverine turns you down. Right? She is promiscuous <laughs> in that, especially in the She-Hulk form because it's kind of implied that makes her more becomes more like vibrant bardic and just like very charismatic charismatic thank you that that's the word used by dr doom in one of the cartoons <laughs> okay so let's get into powers and abilities okay so gamma mutate physiology has a lot of big words. As a result of a blood transfusion from her cousin, Jen was imbued with the power of the one below all and became a gamma mutate with the ability similar to her cousin's. Which, yeah, in case anybody was wondering, that's where a lot of the powers as far as gamma characters uh, come from is the one below all. He's the one who even create, kind of created the Hulk and like its personality. Physical transformation. Jennifer Walter is able to alter her physical form into a female version of the Hulk. In her standard She-Hulk form, Walter's skin and hair turn green as she grows several inches and gains a considerable amount of body mass. Unlike her cousin and other certain Hulk incarnations, Jennifer usually retains her full, full intelligence and personality in her She-Hulk form. This is not true for all her incarnation, namely Savage Grey, She-Hulk, uh, Grey Hulk, and all the times her gamma ray levels were disturbed. Which I feel like if your gamma ray levels are getting like messed with in that, yeah, you're not going to maintain composure. Oh yeah, that makes sense. That. So she also has superhuman strength. In her She-Hulk form, Jennifer Walters possesses immense super strength, being able to lift over 100 tons. Which is actually in our roster of characters we've done. Not that's, that's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. So superhuman leaping, She-Hulk's leg muscles are sufficiently strong, enabling her to leap capacity heights of at least 600 feet and a surface distance of at least 1,000 feet. She also possesses super superhuman speed, which kind of makes sense with that kind of strength oh, and power. God, yeah. That Hulk is surprisingly spry. It makes sense that she would be, too. Superhuman durability. In addition to her strength, She-Hulk possesses a high degree of resistance to injury. Her skin is capable of withstanding tremendous pressure, temperatures from negative 190 Fahrenheit to 3,000 Fahrenheit. And she's capable of withstanding direct hits by field artillery cannon shells. That is... Oh, Gotta feel like a sucker punch, though. If you oh hit. God, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, sure, it's not gonna really hurt you, but God, that's gonna sting. 
Just imagine if if you got hit, if she got hit with one of those, just wasn't paying attention. She's just, it's like, are you okay? It's the wind. Give me a sec. I'm up. I'm gonna kill them. Give me a sec. I wonder if that's ever happened. I'm sure it's had to happen to one of the Hulk characters at one point. Just not pay attention, to get hit with an artillery shell. It's like, okay, somebody's gonna die as soon as I get my breath back. Okay. Uh, regenerative healing factor. She-Hulk's body possesses high resistance to injury and pain, and her highly efficient physiology renders her immune to most earthly diseases. Yeah, the Hulks have insane abilities to heal in that, like, throughout. Uh, Gamma radiation slash energy manipulation and emission. Okay, this this is what I didn't... Yeah, she's got some interesting ones. Apparently, this is a new one. Uh, Jen... Walters has an underlying capacity to absorb, control, and project gamma radiation? That's cool. Uh, Similarly to her cousin having once absorbed excess gamma energy charged with incredible amounts of magical power in order to reinitiate her Hulk form. This ability was temporarily increased after exposure to Eson, the Searcher's Cosmic Energy. So it's one of those, like, the the fact that she can redirect it or, like, manipulate is impressive. Because I know Hulk can absorb it, but he can't, like, actively absorb it. He has to, like, grab the thing to take it in. So body switch. Ah, we were talking about this earlier. Thanks to training by the avoid avoid alien race, she Hulk can exchange her physical characteristics and powers with the physical characteristics and powers of Another. Be- oh, that's that not what we, we talked we did about. We not earlier. talk about this. I thought we were just talking. I thought that was just her ability to switch back and forth. Okay, that's different. That's almost like more rogue type powers there. That's kind of cool though. Okay, so uh, expert combatant, She-Hulk was trained by uh, Gamora in several martial arts of the galaxy, and she learned which nerves to strike to render an opponent unconscious. Hey, if you're gonna be train, tra- if you're gonna train with anybody in that, Gamora's the one to train She-Hulk. Oh God, yeah. And that probably one of the few beings that could actually train her and like not get accidentally killed by her. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, and an expert attorney. Not gonna go into law lingo, and <laughs> that you get it. She can win you a case. Yep. <laughs> That's all we need to know about that, right? <laughs> okay, going to other media. Take it away, Joker. So she mainly. Uh, honestly, has TV and video game appearances. So in TV, she is in Hulk 1982. Uh, was intended to appear in the death of the Incredible Hulk, but didn't make the final cut. She is in the 1994 Fantastic Four. The 96 The Incredible Hulk. Uh, Fantastic Four, World's Greatest Heroes. The Superhero Squad Show, Hulk and Agents of Smash, and Ultimate Spider-Man. So she's, she's been around for a minute in TV. I'll admit, my first, uh, my my second introduction to her in that was the 1960s Hulk cartoon. That makes sense. <laughs> I think that's probably most of our generation's first introduction to her. Yep. I'll admit, my first was the comics, but my mom was a big Hulk comic yeah. fan, so those were everywhere. <laughs> so in movies, she was planned to have a live action film in the early 90s after two shows never made it out. Uh, and then she's also in the animated film Marvel Knights Ultimate Wolverine vs. Hulk. She's in, in that one? Oh. Yep, apparently. I'm going to have to rewatch that. Uh, in the MCU, she appears in the new Disney Plus show, She-Hulk Attorney at Law, which is 
time this episode comes out, we're just before episode three. So we made it halfway through the season. <laughs> uh, and Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige has also stated there are future plans for her after her show. Uh, which yes. is awesome to know. That's good to know. I'm I'm happy about that. Especially after just watching the first two episodes, like I would be really excited to see her in more stuff. Because she's a fun character. And I, I have always known she was a fun character. I still need to watch the show. I'm sorry, folks. And that Joker has watched the show. I haven't. And that he keeps telling me to. I know. I'm, I'm, I derailed. I derailed. So in video games, she's kind of like a lot of the ones we've had recently where she's DLC character. But she's been in 19 games. Holy cow. Including the 1997 Fantastic Four, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Fate of Two Worlds, and Marvel... Uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Marvel All- Avengers Alliance 1 and 2, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 1 and 2, Marvel Pinball, <laughs> uh, Lego Marvel's Avengers 1 and 2, and the Marvel's Contest of Champions. Hmm. Those are just some of them. Obviously, I'm not naming out all 19 games. Well, I'm sure some of those are also those phone games. Most which, of them were. Which we've had a lot of characters where it's like, they're in 20 games, like, oh my god, where are these games? phone games yeah that's what most of these characters have which i mean is fair because it's the best way for them to get out there to the public and honestly i love i will say as much as i don't play those phone games what i love about them is it does introduce people to niche characters that would probably not get spotlight otherwise yep so uh yeah um that's uh she that's she hulk for you folks i guess uh, i'm gonna ask a question i ask every week you a fan, Joker? Definitely. I've always kind of enjoyed her a little bit more than the Hulk, just because she's a little more comic-y and comedical, and the fourth wall breaking does a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll admit, I've always liked her as a character. I, uh, Like I said, I grew, grew up reading Hulk comics with my mom, so I knew I've always liked the character since then. She's always been a fun character and enjoyable one, and when I found out about the fourth wall breaking and like some of her old school comics, I was like, oh, hands down. Oh yeah. So you know what? I'm a fan too. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.